Hey everybody, welcome back to the Acts video series. Today we are moving into a uh, section of scripture where chapters one through seven are about God doing ministry through the early believers in Jerusalem. And now we're moving into the next section of the book of Acts where it moves into Judea and Samaria. And uh, the story that we're going to read today is about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And what's fascinating about this is it tells us that the mission of God, what began in Jerusalem, it's going out and spreading out all over the world. And so it's, it's a good reminder for us as we dig through this passage that if what's happening here locally at Grace Chapel is not being spread out to further regions, so if Jerusalem is Williamson County, then maybe Judea and Samaria is Nashville, the greater Nashville area. So if the mission isn't going outward, if there's not an outward focus, then we're, we're missing out on what God has designed for the church. And so that's what we see happening here in Acts chapter 8. We're going to read the story and then discuss it. Yeah, and I just think that's such an important point because, uh, you know, what we teach to our children, for instance, is what is going to be taught to our grandkids. It's the idea of generational discipleship where like what I'm teaching my son, he's going to be teaching my grandkids and my grandkids are going to learn. They're going to be teaching their children, right? Yeah. And so if whatever we have in Christ, whatever we give somebody, if it's not transferable and simple and practical, they can't take it and give it to somebody else. Yeah. And so I always just think it's so important to remember that when we talk about discipleship, discipleship, following Jesus, learning what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, all of that should be so practical, so simple that you wouldn't need um, workbooks yeah. to make it happen, yeah. that you would be able to give it to somebody and they would be able to have it and that they could pass it on to somebody else. Yeah, you don't need a seminary degree. Right, and yeah. in most of the world... The gospel is spreading like crazy through just regular folks that aren't professionally trained. They're not, um, you know, and none of these guys are either in, in Acts. These are just regular men who have been with Jesus, yeah. and now they're spending time and handing it off to others. And so Philip is the first real example of that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's pick up. So Acts chapter 8, starting at verse 26. It says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter and like a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation for his life is taken away from the earth? And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom I ask you, does this 
prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with the scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. A whole lot in there. Really fascinating. Wild story. Yeah. So first you've got Philip being led by the Holy Spirit. And so that's sort of step one, I guess. It's just yes. sort of like, you know, just last night in, in, in my life group, we were talking about um, someone in our life group was sharing that there's, these, there's a couple that lives behind them that God has really put on their heart. Mm. And they feel led by the Holy Spirit to reach out and love this couple. Well, that's what God's doing. So it's not like this is, you know, this, the same thing's happening today, which yes. is one person at a time. God is putting people, you know, on the radar and saying, all right, go share with this person. Yes. And so God might even be doing that. Even as you're watching this video, you might have people in mind that you're thinking of that you're like, God has put on my heart to reach out to this person. Well, he, this, this would have been way out of the box. Someone from Ethiopia who is an official. A high position. A high position authority person. And he's just, all right, he's running alongside. He runs up to him. He, <laughs> he chases down the he's chariot. He's chasing down a chariot. <laughs> so, I mean, that would be, I guess, the equivalent of like running alongside a car and, and knocking on the window. I mean. Hopefully somebody's not reading while they're driving, <laughs> <laughs> driving a car. Right. But yes. Yeah, the, the interesting thing too is even just the the moment by moment dependence from Philip on the guiding and leading of the Holy Spirit, like the Holy Spirit says, "Go south," and he says, "Okay," and then the Holy Spirit says, "See that chariot? Chase it down! <laughs> Chase it down!" He goes, "Okay." So I, I think there's something important here for us is that moment by moment. Um, being attuned to and listening to and open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I think one of the challenges for us, at least in our culture, is so many of us are so distracted and so busy in the day-to-day -day stuff that we miss out on maybe some of the opportunities that God is saying, hey, here's a good work that I've prepared for you to do, or here's a conversation I've prepared for you to step into, where if we're dependent on the leading of the Spirit like Philip is here, I think there's some pretty cool work that that God would be able to do in and through our lives. Yeah, and you, you know, and it's kind of hidden in this passage, but it's pretty fascinating is that right away you see that in the presentation of the gospel that's given, it doesn't really describe exactly the sermon that's preached, mm -hmm. you know, like with, with Peter. Yeah. But you you get the you get the impression that it, it is normal or what you know in scripture would be called normative, right? It's mm -hmm. like the normal thing is when you share the gospel with somebody and they go, well, there's some water. Why shouldn't I get baptized? Mm -hmm. So it's like normal when you accept Christ to get baptized. And so it's like, there's some water. Why shouldn't I get baptized? I mean, it's obvious to him yes. that that's the response. Yes. And so I would say, I think there's a lot of people that 
have never made that decision. They've decided, huh. I believe in Jesus, I'm following Jesus, but I've never really yeah. um, been baptized. So this is a practical thing is if there's somebody in, the, in your group or, or, um, or you personally have just never been baptized, um, tell your life group. Tell your life group that you'd like to be baptized. And, you know, life groups are empowered to go find some water. Totally. You don't have to wait till Sunday. Go find some water and baptize the people in your group and into Christ in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, or come on Sunday and, and do it with all of us. But I think this is just a very practical thing, which is it is normal when you accept Christ to get baptized. Yes. And that's one of those things that just kind of jumps out to me in this story. Well, and I think, you know, I think one of the things that that we can do, because maybe one of the questions that you have is, man, shouldn't I be baptized by like a pastor or mm-hmm. something? And what's fascinating about the early church is there's such a, this, this empowerment that's happening with just normal everyday people that are carrying the mission of God that, yeah, life group, friends, neighbors, like, man, followers of Jesus, baptize one another. Like, it, it's, it's very decentralized, it's empowering, it's going out, and uh, I, I think there's something, there, there's something radically different, I think, than what we see oftentimes in uh, at least the American church, where things are, it's, um, it's centralized, it's um, dependent on coming to a place rather than the empowering of the Holy Spirit pushing everything out. It's very decentralized, right. it's messy, it's, it's just, I don't know, it, it kind of feels like the Wild West a little bit. Yeah, it was the priesthood of all believers. Every single Christian is called and empowered by the Holy Spirit to reach the entire world for yes. Jesus, one person at a time. That is a fact. Yes. So you are actually called and empowered as a follower of Jesus. You do not have to have a special class to share Christ, to um, lead someone to Jesus, to baptize someone. You don't have to have credentials. Yeah, a certificate or a trophy no. or none of that. Yeah. And I know that that is, is um, so important in the early church, and it's also important, um, I think, everywhere in the world right now where, where people are coming to Christ in droves, where somebody who was a prostitute two weeks ago is now baptizing somebody yeah. into Christ and people go, well, aren't there levels and, and achievements and, and some sort of scale that we have to reach of maturity? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, apparently the gospel is so true and it's so powerful and it's so transformative and that it, it, it overpowers and all of those rules that we tend to think of. And it just spreads from city to city, town to town, from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. And that's still the case today. And so don't inhibit um, the Holy Spirit waiting to get somebody to church or waiting to get somebody to a pastor. Like you do do what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do and let God do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's a part of the reason why, you know, Pastor Myron, we have, we have the equipping classes that Pastor Myron leads not because you have to go through some you know class in order to be certified to go share the gospel it's about equipping and that's the role of the church is to equip you to do the work of the ministry but the the requirement after that is that we actually do the work of the the ministry it's not to go through a class just for the sake of going through a class or getting equipped just for the sake of getting equipped it's 
to, to gain some level of, of understanding and training so that we feel more confident and capable as the Spirit leads us to step into some of those opportunities. So the, the beautiful thing about it is it's just, I love just the, the decentralized going out nature of what we see in the, in the book of Acts. And just a practical thing, if you've got a cell phone, uh, video someone getting baptized, share it with us so oh. we can share it on Sunday. Oh, so if be, somebody's yes. accepting Christ and getting baptized that you know, share it so yeah. we can all celebrate and, and we can all um, praise God together as, as a church. Because I think it's so important that you both know that you are empowered, but also just that we're able to celebrate that with you. So maybe for you, there's somebody watching this right now and you're in life group and you haven't been baptized. If you're in a home gathered together, fill up the bathtub and get baptized and send us the video. I, I just think there's something so powerful and beautiful about um, about God working through his people in, in that way. Yeah, when we first planted a church in Idaho, we had a, a hot tub we used all the time. And this, this, um, this guy that owned a movie theater, we always used his hot tub. So we started calling it the holy hot tub because... Yes. It was like where so many people. That's were where coming. you go to get baptized. <laughs> right? Yeah, and uh, there's nothing um, magical about the baptismal at church. What's yeah. magical, you know, what's what's powerful, what's true about God, is true wherever you are. Yeah. And um, and so, anyways, yeah. uh, we we want to unleash the 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 power of the Holy Spirit um, to lead and to guide and to and and to empower people to share the good news with everybody yes. that God puts on your heart to share it with. Um, and so don't be, you know, don't hold back and, um, and let us know what happened because, um, you know, part of the exciting thing about being a corporate body is that we do get to celebrate together. Yes, yes. Awesome. Well, there's a whole lot more in that story for you to discuss in your life group or for personal reflection. We hope this blesses you guys, and we'll see you next time. Take care.